Hello again, everybody. Thanks for checking into localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma, and this is You Do What? Now, it's a podcast that examines some non-traditional jobs and careers, maybe even something you would like to try for yourself. So have you actually had any thoughts, though, about becoming a firearms instructor? Now, the numbers show this type of position is growing in demand, particularly for women to take on these roles. And joining us to talk about this is Deb Ferns. She's the camp director and co-founder of Babes with Bullets. And we'll let Deb explain what exactly that is in just a moment. Deb, thanks for coming on the show today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Tim. All right. So Babes with Bullets. Love the title. It's obviously catchy. But what is it? What do you guys do over there? What's your role? Explain to the listeners a little bit about what Babes with Bullets entails. Well, you know, Babes with Bullets was actually a name that my husband and I were, were laughing about at one point. Here I was in my mid-40s, to give you a little bit of idea, Tim, before I ever touched a gun. So I never shot a gun until I was 45 years old. And that was because daughters went off to college. Husband and I were looking for something to do together. I thought we'd take up ballroom dancing. <laughs> <laughs> He thought we would take up shooting sports together. I guess you could say he won that one. Yeah, I mean, it, they're similar. They're similar. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm what planet, I'm not sure. But it would, worked out, Tim, where I wanted to become educated. If he was adamant about my learning something about shooting sports, I wanted to become educated in a way that, you know, didn't scare me, you know, in a way that kind of got me over a lot of my fears of the sound, the recoil. So what ended up happening was he took me in to meet another woman in a gun store that was managing a gun store. And this is like, you know, what, 10, 12, 15 years ago now. And this gal said to me, do you know what we are? You know, as we were out there kind of doing our thing together and I was learning about handguns, I said, what are we? She said, we're babes. And my husband (laughs) chimed in and said, yeah, you girls are babes with bullets. Nice. And it stuck. It stuck. And I thought if my husband thinks because of what I do, that we were shooting sports, that that makes me a little bit more in his eyes. You know what, Tim? I'm okay with that. (laughs) Well, that's cool. That's neat to hear that sort of that side of where it came from. Now, clearly this wasn't something you always knew you wanted to be or or be involved with. So so what is it? Now, you mentioned wanting to be educated and, and really get involved because your husband was so interested as well. But what is it now that really drives you and what what makes you so passionate about I mean, the idea of using firearms and instructing, I mean, the the whole industry, really. Well, I think, you know, just going back another moment, you know, you did, you hit it on the head when you said this isn't something I was born into by any stretch, right? In in fact, you know, when I got my MBA and I finished my MBA and I was still at that time working as a meeting planner, as an event coordinator for like General Motors. Hmm. So firearms were nowhere in the the uh, type of a career I had right. roughly for the first you what twenty years of my life twenty five years of my life but what ended up happening was after I learned how to handle a firearm I just noticed him I walked a little taller I walked a little different hmm. I I seemed to be more aware of what was around me and what was going on because when you have a firearm and especially when you have a concealed carry firearm. You know, you're taking responsibility that you know what's going on. You're Mm. not just supposed to carry it like you'd wear a bracelet on your arm. Okay, this is a responsibility. This is a tool. If you're going to use that tool, and I don't care if you're driving an SUV or you're carrying a firearm, that's a powerful tool, and you better know what you're doing with it. And that kind of got me on that passionate road to the only way to get women past their fear and to get women to where they know if firearms is right for them or not right for them, mm-hmm. 
is to educate them first. You got, it all starts with education, Tim. Well, let's talk about that a little bit in your path to getting really to the point you are now with Babes with Bullets as an organization and, and what you're doing there. How did that idea start to formulate for yourself and with some of the other individuals that might have been saying, hey, this is a great idea. We see the market for it. We think it's important. Just can you walk us through that uh, that path a little bit? Well, and, and here's the weird thing. The path chose me. I don't know that I chose the path because since 2009 and 10, you know, the let's say the last three, four years, the number of women coming to firearms has just like gone crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's way, way up there. But remember when I was just learning to shoot, it was your 2000, 2001, 2002. And really what happened was imagine here it is your 2002, 2003. I am still the only woman and had been for years. The only woman out of like three to four dozen men that twice a month were meeting to do a shooting sport called uh, defensive pistol or action pistol only woman, only woman, only woman. I kept looking around thinking, why are there no other women out mm-hmm. there with me? You know, and then what happened was I went to a match. My husband encouraged me that we should go to a big national handgun match, which we did up in Phoenix. The only people I beat at that, Tim, the only people I beat at that were the people that fell down. That was <laughs> it. <laughs> so all these those years I've been already shooting, you know, three, four years, but I hadn't had any real training. And every guy at the range was trying to tell me what I was doing wrong or, or how he would do it, if he, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then this woman walks to me at the big match. Big match had just finished. This little tiny woman walks up to me named Lisa Munson. She goes, you're, 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 the, that gun does not fit your hand. That holster, that, that holster is not fit right on your body. You need to do this, this, and this. And she said, let me give you a hand. She goes, haven't you ever... You know, haven't you ever been around with some other women that would help you with your gun gear? And I went, you're the first woman I've ever seen. You're the first woman I've ever seen, you know, even at these big matches. Now, mm-hmm. keep in mind, out of 400 shooters, she placed 10th overall. Oh, wow. And she placed number one top woman. And by that time, Lisa was already a several-time national and two-time world handgun champion. So what did she do? She invited me to come down in April of 04 and meet all the other world champion women that were getting to go, you know, getting ready to go to a handgun world match. So there's 23 of them and me. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in April of 04, Tim, okay. uh, down in, um, in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. So it was pretty born, pretty much born from there. I mean, that, that camaraderie that you found. There. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, and you, you touched on it a little bit there as far as there being a difference for a woman, you know, and we're not looking at this whole grand thing of, of gender inequality, but that there are subtle differences that maybe a, a male wouldn't understand with a female. Do you see that as being a reason that, you know, you mentioned the article uh, before we talked here on CNN about female gun instructors being in demand. Is is that why you're seeing that? Because you talked about the boon of yeah. women being interested in guns. Yep. But now you also have a different perspective because you want that female perspective. Can you talk about some of the differences there? Yeah, I can, because what happened was, as you pointed out, I went to this camp in 04, and I looked at them and said to those women, you guys know so much more about what works for a woman and what doesn't. Holsters, belts, the gun grips. I said, why aren't you sharing this information with this big base of women in the U.S. besides just Deb Burns? And they said, boy, if you invite them, we'll come teach them. Hmm. That's how babes began, and what ended up happening was, 
I noticed there was just a difference. In, and I want to give my husband huge credit here. He is great with women. But when it comes to touching women, and by that I mean if I see a woman and she's leaning too far back, I'll take my hands and I'll correct her body position. Mm-hmm. I'll pull her hips out. I'll push her, her shoulders forward. I'll work on the way her feet are placed for a stance. I'll work on the way her hands are holding the gun for a grip. My husband and a lot of guys I've trained with are actually, Tim, a little intimidated to be touching women at the gun range. And I think you can appreciate why. That sure. They've been told over and over again, don't do that. <laughs> you know, don't do that. So I go out there along with my instructors and we're, we're working with women. I mean, physically touching and moving them, uh, you know, and I'm saying to them, don't let the lingo that some guy may use or somebody else, you know, I don't care if it's a military, a law enforcement, some guy at the range uses gun lingo you don't know. Don't let that freak you out because here's what that means. When you're working with brand new women, Tim, to them, common sense tells them that a nine millimeter bullet should be smaller than a 22 caliber because they don't understand the difference in the calibers. Right. Okay. So we lay all the ammo out from 22 caliber all the way to like a 308 and we lay it all out and say here. And they went, well, now I get it. (laughs) You know, because you physically laid all these bullets out. Now I get what they're talking about. You have to start to where you demystify the lingo and make it where they get that you're going to nurture them. And I'm going to use that word. You're going to nurture them from beginning to end so that when they leave you three days later, they're proficient with the firearm. Mm-hmm. That's your goal. You know, as we continue here, uh, Deb, I just have to say, I, I can't get over just your passion and, and fire for for this subject, this industry. I think I think that's so awesome. I think it is. You can you could take these technical aspects and make it sound extremely entertaining and interesting. So hopefully those those listening can appreciate that as well. Let's go to the idea of you know you mentioned that sort of this you know female boom in interest in firearms right. and and for a number of different reasons. And I was curious if you could give the listeners an idea of for the people that come to your camps for Babes with Bullets what's sort of the breakdown of why they're coming there, why these women are interested in learning and participating? Well, you know, when we first started the camps, Tim, so think like you're 2004 to 2008. Okay. It was two, three camps a year, right? Sure. And then we started tracking what these women were doing because all of a sudden in 08, now it was seven camps a year. Now it's 10 camps a year. Now it's 12 camps a year. And so we started finally doing what we probably should have done from the beginning. Now that we've got over 4,000 alumni, we started tracking who these women were, why they were coming to camp. Right. And I'm going to give you an idea. Um, I'm going to say that if you and I looked at, say, even 3,000 of the women that answered our survey, okay, the majority of those, and by the majority, I'm talking like 95% of those women are all urban and suburban. They're really? not rural women. Really? Yeah, these are urban, suburban, and of that 95% that are all urban, suburban dwellers, 70, actually closer to 75% of them are all in white collar jobs. So we've had federal court judges, district attorneys, vets, ER nurses, school principals, you name it, we've had it. The dominantly who can afford to come to camp and who can afford to be involved in firearms are women making their own money. Hmm. I mean, that's where we're at. So when we look at the numbers coming to camp, do we get a lot of single women? Sure we do. Do we get a lot of divorced women? Yes. Do we get a lot of young widows? Absolutely. But when you look at the, at the number coming to camp, I'm going to say out of a camp of 30, that's an, you know, a, a good size camp for us is 30. Okay. I'm going to say about 
15% of them, maybe 20, so think six, right? Right. Are coming to camp because their husbands are like my husband. <laughs> I like you or their boyfriend or their brother or whatever. I'd like you to start doing shooting sports with me. I'd like you to start feeling more comfortable with the firearms. So they're really there because they think it's something that their husband really wants them to do. Sure. I'm going to say another 20% of that group, Tim, answered this fact that the reason they're at camp is because somebody left them a firearm. I'm going to say, especially in the case of the, of the widows, uh-huh. house had firearms. They had not a clue what to do with that firearm. Right. And they were like, before I just get rid of it, I'd like to know, is it loaded? Is it not loaded? Uh, should I be keeping at least one of these 15 guns my, my husband left, you know, for a home protection gun? So we get a lot of, I'm going to say easily 20% of the women are in that group. And then um, I always have a few. And by that, I mean, I'm going to say a group of like three or four, I'm going to call them gal pals okay. <laughs> that are always on the hunt for a woman's adventure camp. Sure. And we get those at every camp. Mm-hmm. Then that leaves us 50%. And of that 50%, so obviously it's the majority, you know, when you divvy it all out of that 50%, it's because they're looking for something related to self-defense. Mm. They want to know if they have a firearm in the house, a firearm in the car, a firearm in their purse. We are the first line. We aren't going to teach you how to do defensive driving and pull your gun out from underneath your seat. Okay. That's not what we're teaching you. We're teaching you firearm safety. Number uno, the biggest thing we're teaching you from a 22 caliber and up how to use a handgun. We're teaching you how to use it safely from a holster. We're teaching you how to shoot on the move. And we teach you how to shoot moving targets. And then we expect you to take it from there. Go forth and do more. Now, it is interesting to hear that that breakdown. And, uh, you know, of course, there can be numerous reasons for, for a lot of the things you touched on. I wanted to quickly ask about the suburban and urban dwellers, as well as the idea of the, the white collar professional women that are coming out there. Do you see it mainly because of the financial aspect or are there other factors that you think that this percentage comes out and is interested in these? Well, you know, lucky for the women, and I, I call it lucky because I get a lot of guys that complain about this, okay? Smith & Wesson, who's our big sponsor, Tim, okay. sponsors all uh, sponsors 50% of every woman's fee to come to the camp. Oh, nice. Right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. So, a woman that comes to camp, basically Smith & Wesson steps up, provides all the firearms for them to use, provides all the equipment, and chips in all, you know, a big chunk of the money. So, you know, does that, is that something that women, white-collar women, as they're doing internet searches, find? You betcha. You know, absolutely. That's, you know, they're, they're looking for a deal. They're looking for something that's cool and they find it there. And I think that them having their own expendable income, is that an issue? Sure it is. Because a lot, I'm going to say easily 50, if not 60% of the women that come to camp fly to get here. Oh, wow. So like the women come into the Tucson camp that's at my home range in November, mm-hmm. 50% of those, I'm going to say more like 70% of those women are from New York and New Jersey, because do you know what the weather's like in New York come November? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, so we know we know all about the cold and snow. That's, that's fun. <laughs> and so those women, I mean, they fly, so they've got to have money to fly. Mm-hmm. They get a rental car, right? And then they live with us for three days, and then they fly back home. Well, those are women that are pretty much doing what they want when they want, and they can afford to do it. Sure. And the youngest woman we've ever had at camp is uh, 18. 
And the I'm going to say the youngest in spirit, <laughs> if not in age, has been 78. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And used to be, Tim, you didn't see daughters, moms, and grandmoms come to the same camp. Now we see it all the time. Now we see it regularly. Mom and daughter coming and mom, daughter, and grandmom all coming. So maybe grandmom's in her mid-60s and you know her daughter's early 40s, uh, which is a large percentage of our women. And then her daughter just graduated from college and they brought her out as a college graduation gift. Very interesting. Very interesting. We like it. Sort of spinning it back to the idea of the demand for female instructors, because you talk about the popularity or the increased popularity with women wanting to participate. And you also, of course, walked us through some of the differences and perspective. If any of our listeners are interested in becoming a firearm instructor, whether it be at a place like yours or maybe at a gun range of some sort, what sort of steps would they need to be taking in terms of education, certification? Can you give them sort of a jumping off point if they're interested? Boy, Tim, you know, nobody ever asked me that. And I am really, really happy you did. Because here's what we're seeing in the last three years. There are women's training centers popping up all over the country. And everybody assumes that, okay, as soon as I get my NRA pistol instructor certificate, which I'm going to be real blunt with you. Think of that like a learner's permit. Okay. Think of that like having had your learner's permit for the first week. (laughs) <laughs> That's the NRA instructor certificate. So it's a good start, right? Sure, sure. It's a good start. Yet you have to go on. So let's say you've got somebody in Milwaukee that's just now thinking about doing, you know, like Ladies' Day. Here's the layers I'm looking for. The layers I'm looking for is, as a basic, they have an NRA certificate. And it'd be really nice if they have an NRA certificate in pistol, rifle, and shotgun. So that's not one, that's three. Sure. That's the bare, bare bones beginning, Tim. And from there, I want to see them show me. Don't show me you were a Marine 20 years ago. I love the Marines. Got a lot of Marines in my family. But that means nothing to these women that you were a Marine or in the Army 20 years ago. What I'm looking for now is not military experience or law enforcement experience. I'm looking now for do you compete right now? Are you in some level of competition for action shooting, you know, like United States Practical Shooting Association, International Defensive Pistol Association, Cowboy Action. I mean, are you in some level of competition where you're always staying current with the newest guns, the newest grips, the newest holsters, where you're always staying current and you continue to hone your skills? Why? Because you're competing. Once you get that extra layer on, are you going on to become a range officer for these other organizations, because NRA is the first one to admit that their range officer book was taken from United States Practical Shooting Association okay. range safety book. So are you a range officer up there? And now are you winning at state, national, and world titles? Are you winning at those levels? Because if you're winning at those levels, come talk to me at Babes with Bullets, because every woman we've got is a state, national, or world champion in shotgun, rifle, and handgun. And that's the way I want to see women trained by the best of the best. 
Well put. I don't think uh, I don't think anybody would want it any differently. At least I'd hope not. So I appreciate you walking us through that, and hopefully our listeners uh, are paying attention and and take those steps if they are really interested. Again, Deb, uh, you know, truly a pleasure to be able to talk with you and, and listen to your passion, and again, fire for for this industry as a whole. As we look to wrap up here, and we're getting low on time, I just want to give you the floor if you want to share anything else with our listeners about firearm safety, firearm instruction, uh, just interest in you know the women that are coming out and, and really showing an interest in this, uh, this area specifically, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? If they want to reach me, they've maybe got a specific range question or starting up their own club. If they go to babeswithbullets.com, and that's easy to find us, babeswithbullets.com, you'll forward me a contact question. It comes right to me. I'll help them however I can. The big thing I feel is you got to put your ego aside. You know, that's the biggest thing. This isn't about ego. This is about education. And this is about doing the right thing for the women, not just looking at this as a revenue builder. Because if you do the right thing for the women and build a strong program that's got lots of layers, it's going to be a win-win for the women. It's going to be a win-win for your community, for your gun range. But definitely, Tim, you know, babeswithbullets.com. I'll answer as many of their questions as I can. And I forgot to mention, 50 of our training webisodes that are all taped at camp by Outdoor Channel. So if you go to OutdoorChannel.com, and I know I say Outdoor like I'm from Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, (laughs) because I am. Um, So if you go to OutdoorChannel.com forward slash Babes with Bullets, all 50 of our training webisodes are there for free. And we really don't mind people looking at that and saying, now there was a different way to teach a woman grip, stance, and sight picture. Because if we continue to educate women about firearms, then we're going to be stronger overall as an entire, you know, as an entire U.S. All right. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this episode of You Do What? And again, our look at becoming a firearm instructor and really talking about firearm safety and education as a whole. And it's a position that is seeing some high demand, especially for women. If you've listened to the show, you can understand why. Our guest today has been Deb Ferns. She's the camp director and co-founder of Babes with Bullets. And again, you can check that out at babeswithbullets.com. Deb, thanks once again for bringing your insight and your excitement to our listeners today. We do appreciate it. Well, thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. Been doing it 10 years and we still enjoy it. All right. Definitely can tell that on the air here. Now, we do also want to hear from the listeners as well. If you want to find out about other jobs that you might be interested in, traditional or not, just send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Thanks again for checking into LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later. <music>